to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. First Samuel 16. Okay, here we go. First Samuel 16, verse 1. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord and invite Jesse to the sacrifice. And I will show you what you shall do and you shall anoint for me the one I named to you. And Samuel did what the Lord said and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, have you come peaceably? <laughs> and he said, peaceably. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he consecrated Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. When they had come, he looked on Eliab, the oldest son, and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Look not on his appearance or at his height or at the height of his stature, for I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man see man. What would that say? Hold on. Not as man sees, for man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. So what I'm going to talk a little bit tonight, that's a part two of fruit, is your character. Character. The Lord's been really on me about my character, too. I looked up the definition. Character is the aggregate of, or aggregate of features and traits that form the individual nature of a person or thing. Character is moral or ethical quality, personality, being your tone, your attitude, your very essence, attribute, and virtue. Your character is substance. Put it all together, it's what people expect of you. Verse 7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. I believe many people tend to look at people's outward appearance and have that reflect on their inward character. And they believe that because a person might look good, that however they, they're going to be good, but they're more likely to be deceived because, you know, Satan was the most beautiful of created angelic beings, but yet his heart was ugly and full of pride. Real quick, I do I have a quick story of, of one of my clients, not my clients here, but one of my clients who was probably 26, moved up to Seattle where they defunded the police, I believe, where they did it. So she went to Seattle and was in an Uber with her friend, and the Uber driver was acting like he was getting lost. Like, I don't know where, where, hey, why don't you just get out right here? I think the place you're trying to meet with your friends is like a couple blocks over, where her and her friend get out. Within a few minutes of her walking with her friend, a, car, a guy in a truck pulls up. And the guy gets out and said, come on, come on in. And she looked, and she was like, oh, he's pretty fine. Like, he wanted us to come ride with him. Maybe he can get us a ride, too the restaurant my friends are so she went really right to the he said she said he had muscles and just really like you would never think that he was like a crazy like guy till he pulled the gun out and said get your in the car and she said they ran so fast like in heels and heels broken everything because immediately her wall went down the guard went down you're not thinking someone's gonna hurt you because you're looking like he's pretty handsome I mean wasn't Ted Bundy handsome and that man was like killing everybody 
So it gets to the point where you can't just look at someone's outward appearance thinking they're going to be good, but you got to also look at their character, which speaks a lot. You know, we think sometimes people are Christian, and then you think you can trust them because they stand there a Christian, because they wear the Christian T-shirt, the lingos, they put their hands up during worship on Sundays and Wednesdays. They help in ministry, but they full of offense, full of pride, full of the world, full of nastiness. And I'm going to throw this sometimes some of the worst people to work with is Christians. <laughs> it shouldn't be that way. We should be sought after. But some of the worst ones are other believers. we got to do better than that. I'm only spanking a little. I'm not going to be, I promise I'm going to encourage you later. <laughs> I promise. I have to, I'm praying the Lord just lets me give it the way he gave it to me. You know what I mean? So if it's a little harsh, I'm sorry, but I've just, i just got to give it the way he gave it to me. If it ain't you, you good. But I'm just saying we all have to, like, check our character, right? I just say this. If, if you're a believer and you're sitting on the fence and you're lukewarm, the Lord said he's going to spew you out, which means you ain't on his side. So we got to get over. Believers got to stop just praising Jesus on Sunday, but then our family don't even know that we love Jesus. You know, we get there and we at church on every day we can, but we go to work and our coworkers don't even know we love Jesus. Like, what is that? Are we even people at church? We sit there and go, oh, that's, that's so-and-so. Hey, good on so-and-so. But you so rude and nasty. I'm like, wait, you, you can't go here. You can't be part of the body of Christ because you just, you're just too nasty, right? But I just want to say, ask yourself, how's your character? How's your own character? What part of your character needs to be developed? And we have to be honest about that. Because when char with character, God is dealing with you. He's not dealing with the other person. He's not dealing with what they did to you, what they said to you. He's dealing with you about your character. And your character is shown in how you deal with things, how your character is when no one is looking or watching. And I know for me, I'm constantly working on my character. Me, I am, because I don't think anybody right, but I'm constantly working on situations come up. I'm trying, I keep working on my character in many ways. Because character is what grows ministry. Character is what helps you stand in that position. Character is what helps you become someone's wife and be someone's wife. Character is what helps you be someone's husband. Character is what makes you have compassion for people. People of character, I really believe this, people of character do not have to have the police because they police themselves. People have gifts and talents, but your gifts and talents cannot protect you. Your character is what can protect your gifts and talents. When the Lord showed me that, I'm like, okay. And many times, even your words mean nothing, but it's your character. This is why if anyone comes to me and say, PT and Becky said this, right away I'm going to go, you're lying. Another character. This is probably why I beat people up if someone <laughs> says anything about them, like, you're lying. You know, it's like, it's like when someone says your mama and your daddy, you're like, that's fighting words. Like, you don't have to say anything after that. I'm just going to fight you. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was back in the day. Sorry, this is Wednesday. <laughs> I'm going to hit character and then fight you. One thing I listened to a while ago is Miles Monroe said, a vision without values is destiny without discipline. And he was stating how true consistency in one's character is priceless, and he brought up Nelson Mandela. How even though Nelson Mandela went to prison for over 18 years, he still came out and you looked at him like, man, you just, you just reminisce of all of character because even when he got out of prison, he still kept the same stance on what he believed. He kept the same character. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm 18 years in prison, I don't know if I'm coming out with the same, with the same stance. I just, Lord got to deliver me. However, some situations that we do go through will build our character, okay? So I've learned a lot just being a stay-at-home mom. 
And as a stay-at-home mom, having to build my character to say that was enough. Because sometimes when you are a stay-at-home mom, you start talking and thinking other people and what they're doing, so you start thinking, is that enough? Am I doing? But it is enough. So me being a stay-at-home mother taught me character. Me um, homeschooling my girls helped build character. Because I will say this, homeschooling as an African-American, that was really uncalled for. Like no one I knew really black were homeschooling their kids. And I kind of got a little black backlash. Blacklash. Backlash. <laughs> blacklash. Jesus. Got the blacklash. <laughs> From family and friends were like, well, why are your kids doing that? Like, school wasn't good enough? Like, why can't you do this? So you, you get a lot of backlash. So that built my character. I got tough skin. Like, it doesn't matter what anybody else says or thinks. I'm doing what's best for me and my family. That was it. I went through every area of ministry to build my character, every area, from children's ministry. With everyone, I, I, I can't say I can't stand kids, but I don't deal with children as far as changing diapers. I was in the ministry part where I was changing diapers. Mia. Now, y'all know, no way. So I had to learn character of changing somebody else's child's diaper. Okay, yeah, no. And then I went from there to dealing with children. And then they are teens, and then coming up doing, I don't know if I was associate pastor or women's ministry. I can't remember which one. They all were like correlated together, went together. But all of that allowed me to learn and to learn and treat my character and build my character up, dealing with that, learning how to deal with people, right? And even me starting getting up every now and then to come up and give a word when I didn't know what I was doing. That built my character. That got me to hear from God even clearer to get up, say a little word. And this is why I'm here Wednesday. This is funny because. The preaching part started on a Wednesday night in September. I remember the first time I did it. I remember. And then it went from preaching Wednesdays to the Lord having me with PT preaching on Sundays and then going and preaching at some conferences with women and then going on TBN. Preach. I mean, all of this built up my character. So we go through some things. We wonder why you go through it, but it's to build a God got to know, can he trust you with it? Can he trust you with the position? Can he trust you with what he's calling you to do? And that's, that's the character thing. You know, and you know what else built my character? One other thing I forgot is when people are talking about you and you know they're talking about you, and yet you like having your character, like, I'm not even going to say anything about knowing you talking about me. That's character. I always hear how when PT said that person wrote a letter and he didn't say too much. I'm like, I probably would have went off. Listen, you son, you ain't got to come back to this church ever again. I would have said a whole bunch of stuff, but that's why I wasn't in that position because I had my character built on that part. He had a character built on that. I didn't. <laughs> That's why I was him who went through it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But all of that, the, the church hurt when people leave that you care about so much and you love them and they, they leave you, that, that built my character. Because some people I thought was going to be here with us and we were going to do ministry together and, do, and then they're not here. So it kind of, that taught me character because it taught me to say, either you're called to be in a place or you're not called to be in a place. Regardless of who's here, who's not, who left, who came back, it doesn't matter. Are you called here? That's building character. All of that taught me stability, integrity, honesty, maturity, all of that. And if I had to do it again, I would. But the most important aspect that I did to build up my character was spending time in the secret place with the Father. That's what built my, my uh, character up, spending time with him, spending time in his word, because I know destiny is built in a secret place. Purpose is built in a secret place. And people could have been coming to me, praying on me, so they blew in the face, giving me prophetic words, what I'm called to do. If I didn't spend my own time with the Father, I never would have stepped out and did this or do this, what I'm doing tonight. Wouldn't have done it. And you can't go to the Lord and say, 
instantly give me father to love for people or, or give me patience or let me know your word, Lord, because we do that. Please just let me let me get there. Now he ain't a Jehovah genie that you can rub the bottle and get three wishes and say, here, love for people. I got patience. I know your word. No, you got to spend time. You got to do something to build that character. You got to have love for people even when they get on your nerves and they're annoying. You got to love people. Did I roll my eyes? They can't see that on videos. I'm not recording. Oh, I am here. Even when people be ratchet, I'm telling you, you got to love them. You just got to love them. You're like, Jesus, sometimes I can't wait to get to heaven. I'm going to talk to Peter and go, you should have kept your mouth shut, Peter. Always saying something to Jesus. How much we got to forgive? Here we go. It's <laughs> just like, shut up, Peter. Jesus. <laughs> Everyone knows I'm telling the truth here. We're all laughing. <laughs> we know it. Peter was a mess. We're all like, we can relate to Peter, though. He was cussing in the Bible. Like, he was cursing people. Okay. Right? He was, yeah, Jesus. All right. Let me get back to the, my notes because this is not cute. Listen, you can, your belief can change your character to be either good or bad. So you got to make sure your belief is lined up with the word of God for your character because your belief can either take, it could take away your authority. Your belief could take away your power. And you can't take on the character of trauma. You can't take on the character of fear. You can't take on the character of your past. You can't take on the character of what has happened to you. You can't take on the character of your upbringing, of the offense, of the rejection. You can't do it. Whatever else you think it is, you can't take on that character. you got to take on the character of God and what he has called you to do. And those who want a so-called position, because many people want a position or they want a title or they want to be part of ministry. But my, my question to you is, do you have the character to maintain that position? Do you have the character to maintain that title or that ministry? Do you have the integrity for the position? Can you communicate or do you just start manifesting when things don't go your way? Or do you act like you're back on a milk bottle when we know we get so much meat here? Can you draw the line in the stand or do you have boundaries that everything, everything can go? And I'm going to say this as a therapist as far as boundaries because we try to use boundaries as, as um, this is my boundary, I'm going to do this. But it comes off as being rude. Like you can't just be rude and mean and disrespectful saying this is my boundary because ultimately we still want to have the character of God. So I'll just ask, is your ministry or what God has called you or your position, is that God's or does it belong to you? Can you truly be a bridge to help people, but when you get walked upon, you get offended? If you get lied upon, do you get offended? Like, you like, get off my bridge. No, you got to stay the bridge. Regardless of what happens, people walking on you, you still got to stay and maintain that bridge. Hmm. So ask yourself, too, are you a good steward of what you've been given? I promise again, I say I'm going to encourage you. I promise. But just ask yourself, are you or have you been a good steward of what you've been given? Let's go to, uh, we're going to stay there, 1 Samuel 16, but we're going to go to verse 8. 13, let me see. I'm at 16, 8. Then Jesse called Abinab and made him pass before Samuel. But Samuel said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by. Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen him. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. Then he said to Jesse, are all of your sons here? Jesse said, there is yet the youngest. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, send for him, for we will not sit down to eat until he is here. Jesse sent and brought him. David had a healthy reddish complexion and beautiful eyes and was fine looking. 
the Lord said to Samuel, Arise, anoint him. This is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. And Samuel arose and went to Ramah. What I like, or what I, what I read about that, and this is a little funny, is that when, when Jesse was asked to bring his sons out, he has eight sons, but he only brought out seven. So I start thinking, like, well, I didn't bring him out. So I'm thinking maybe that was, like, his side, like, his booze, you know, wasn't his lineage of sons, you know. So he's like, I just have, these are my seven. But yet when they said, get the other son, his own father thought he was not qualified to be king. So David was the least likely to be considered and I'm going to say some of you in here and some of you by the sound of my voice might think you are the least likely to be considered the least likely of candidates. Some of you might feel like you're the least likely of equations or to be qualified, but you are the one that God can use and you are the one that God can instill his character in. You may not at times think you're talented enough. You may not think you're strong enough to build it. You may not think you're smart enough, but you have God-given gifts and you have God-given talents and you have the strength and wisdom to fulfill the purpose, mandate, and assignment on your life. And you're going to do it with God's character. You don't got to look a certain way. You ain't got to be the most fit. You ain't got to be the one with the most catchphrases and the most shared on social media likes. You know, people like yourself, so they share it. You don't even got to have any of that. You don't got to be the one running with the most celebrity pastors around town or anything like that. You just need God's character, his anointing, and his mark on your life. Just as David was anointed king by Samuel, David didn't go out immediately and go, guess what, I'm king. I'm out. I'm not going to tend the sheep anymore. See ya. He went back to the sheep. But my question is, I always wonders, why is it when believers get a word or they feel such an anointing on them or God spoke to them or anything like that, they got a calling, right away, they run out to do it. Right away, the, the Lord told me I'm called to preach. I got to preach. Right away. I never forget one time we were here and someone came up. I, PT probably didn't remember this, but I was watching. And someone just, just they, they got prayed for. They were filling the fire, anointing of God. And I remember they went up to PT. He was like, I got fire in my hands. I need to pray. <laughs> and God was like, I mean, PT was like, that's good. And PT kept on going, ministering to people. Because it's like you jump up so fast. We don't know you. Who are you going to lay hands on? What are you going to do? And I'm, I'm telling you, I don't allow everyone to lay hands on me at all. I don't know what you're doing with your hands. Let's just put it that way. You're not laying hands on me. No. No, no, no. But everyone's so quick to jump in. I want to go and do ministry. But you have not gotten any character built up. You haven't heard the Lord. You haven't gotten integrity. You haven't spent time sitting under the word. But you're quick to run out and say, I want to do ministry. I don't understand that. But you got to make sure you got that character. You got to make sure you can handle it. Like I said, can you talk to people correctly? Do you have the right motives in your heart? Do you know his voice? Or you just listen to a voice of a stranger thinking it's his? We don't know. Uh, Acts, let's go to Acts. I'm moving along. I'm, I'm fast. See, thank you. I'm going fast. Acts 4. And now Wednesdays, you guys don't want to stay here real long, so. 4, verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness and unfettered eloquence of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and untrained in the schools, which is common men with no educational advantages, they marveled and they recognized that they have been with Jesus. 
Y'all say, they have been with Jesus. And tell yourself, I am with Jesus and Jesus is with me. Right? That's right. For people to know that you have been and still with Jesus every day, you got to walk in righteousness every day, all the time. Who's watching, who not watching? You got to do it, okay? And it's not about your personality or charisma, because trust me, I have charisma. <laughs> Y'all should agree? Thank you, PT. Oh, my gosh. Then my count? Then my... <laughs> I think, Pat, I think I need you now. <laughs> it's like charisma thank you Jesus hallelujah that's my husband I'll kiss him later I'm bold I'm bold passionate joyful oh my god no we're gonna stop it right there this is why uh ushers we need prayer we need deliverance in the back I just we need prayer <laughs> This is TCVC. I don't know what we're doing with these people. I don't know. Enthusiastic. Thank you. Real. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Becky. That's all of those above. Right, Nick? Thank you. Oh, he's learning fast. He's learning. Look at that. <laughs> right. You got Okay, so all of that that you all said was amazing. However, I need... All of that, but what's most important is I need my character on top of all of that, right? I need my character. I need to be operating in the fruit of the Spirit, which we all know is in Galatians 5, 22, 23. But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of his presence within us, is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while we're waiting. That's good. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. That's how people will know you have been with Jesus. Your character will reflect his fruit. People, like you heard me say earlier, people don't know who I am when they come and see me in therapy. They don't know. They just know it's something different. They come in there and they sit in my office like, whoa, it's so peaceful in here feels really good in here. And I can't say, well, guess what? I've been praying in the Holy Ghost up in here. I've been laying hands on the couch. I've been playing worship music and preaching all the time. I, I can't say that. can't say I'd be like, -da 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 -da, like walking around and touching stuff. I can't say that. But they all feel it. And even my employers, my coworkers who come in there, they're like, we love your office. We're just going to have a meeting in here. I'm like, why? You guys, are setting, you guys are crossing my boundaries. I try to use that to be funny. You're crossing my boundaries. I just want to have peace in my office. But everyone in there, they love it. The doctor who owns the practice always says, I want Latasha office on Mondays when she's not here. I'm like, what is happening? But I get it. Because they sense the fruit of the Spirit in there. They sense something's different. There's a presence of the Father in there. The Holy Spirit is sitting there. He ain't leaving. He stays there. So people come in, hence the lady who said, I'm this and that and that. Like, I want to see you. They don't even know. But they know it's something in me that can help them. There's something in them that's gravitating them to me because it's the anointing of, of God. It's the, it's the blessings of God. It's the favor of God. He has blessed me, given me an anointing to break things off of people. When the Lord said, I'm anointed in there undercover, I know what he meant. I'm undercover agent. I'm an undercover 007 because what I do is I look at people. When they're looking at me and can't look, I make them look. Look at me back in my eyes. Like they don't, some of them demons don't even want to look at you. They turn around. They look all like this. No, look at me. And they look and they look back at me. Let's talk. I need good eye contact so I can look at you and see. But see, them demons don't want to stay. 
They're sitting there like, I don't want to come out of this one. I'm, no, you're going to come out. You're not, the Lord did not call me undercover agent so I can stay there and be like every other therapist up in the world. He got me in there for a reason. He had me go back to school for a reason because, believe me, I didn't want to go back to school. But he had me to because that is going to be, that's one of my purposes. That's where I'm supposed to exhibit his character. When everyone else is acting a fool, when everyone else is saying, do this, do that, this is the way you get peace. No, I'm telling them it's Jesus. That's what gives you the peace. I can't give him a Bible, but I can show him PT's books. That's like the Bible, all that word he got in there. <laughs> so that's what it's about. You know what I mean? When we're reflecting God's fruit and exhibiting his character, it means you cannot be seduced by this culture and this hidden agenda. I'm not going to let that girl come in there. What do you, I like somebody who liked the LGBTQ LMNP, looking at her like, I'll counsel you out there, but I'm not going to be with you and your agenda. You getting me? Give me a break. And I can't even get the lingo. I can't get it right. Like one, one person was saying something and the non-binary is them, they, the, I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I said, listen, here's the deal. When, when we all die and they check our bones, you're going to be male or female. You can't, you're not going to say I was, it was them in there. Only them I know is legion of demons. I don't know anything else. You're either him or her. When you get down and we check your bones, you have bones of a female or you got bones of a male. All this other little mess, I don't get it. I'm, I don't get it. But I tell you, I don't care what you say, how you say you come to my therapy, I will look at you and go, okay. I'm not agreeing, I just go, like, that's going to be coming out because you just sitting in there too long. You've been resting in there, demons. You're going to come out of there. You ain't staying. You've been resting. <laughs> we ain't bought by this culture. I'm telling you, we're not. We're getting our voice back. We've been anointed. You have been anointed to transform people's lives, not to bind them, not to be with them alongside them, hanging with them, saying, you're right. Yes, I love you so much. And we do love them. But you just don't agree with their, their stuff because you're not co-signing. That's my thing I tell my girls and stuff. I'm not co-signing with stuff. I'm not doing it. You do your thing. I can come. If you want healing or deliverance, I'll be there for you. want prayer, I do that. But if you want me to co-sign on your junk, I'm not doing it. If you don't want the truth, don't ask me. Listen, I know one thing I've learned. My mouth has to speak differently. What I see, I have to see differently in people. Now, I know I can look at them and go, that's, that's Leviathan up in there. Okay, I see that. That's the spirit of Python. Oh, okay, I see that spirit of rejection. But I'm not going to go, you got a rejection? You got... No, I'm just going to sit there and go, okay, I see that. I'm going to love you through it and get you delivered, but I'm not going to co-sign with yourself. I'm not going to let you stay in your mess. I'm not doing it. Because none of you in here, none of you in here, the sound of my voice, was created to do a mundane thing. What's mundane? Just nothing. Mediocre, right? You weren't created just to get the nice house and the nice neighborhood with the nice car and the nice job and the great friends. Now, that'd be nice. But that ain't what he has called you to do. That is not your purpose to have all of that. Your purpose is to bring revival, your purpose is to go and pray for people, get them healed and set free. Your purpose is to bring people into the kingdom. Now, you can bring them into that nice house and do it, but that's not what your purpose is. I tell so many people, you're not called just to get up, brush your teeth, go to work, come home, watch YouTube or TV. You're called to do some amazing things, and it's going to start right here. I tell people, I can't love you more than you love yourself. I can't want something more for you than you don't have for yourself. I can't do it. And I can't sit here and get you set for five minutes when you sit there and start crying and stuff. I'm going to walk away. 
when you're ready, let me know. But you have to do more than that. You've got a purpose. Like, ask yourself, who are you? You are not a random person. If everyone knew exactly who they were in identity, they would know. I carry the character of Christ. I carry him with them in my bones. I carry him wherever I go. There's transformation wherever I go. You're not just here to sit on the sides. You're not just some random person. You're not just here to call to do some little thing here and a little thing over there. You call to create a huge impact in the world, a huge impact on the kingdom of darkness. That's what you are calling to do. Don't look at where you are right now because I could sit here and say I was a kid, teenage parent. That may be true, but that's not who I am. I can sit there and say, yeah, I was a Muslim for such and such years, hating white people, hating everybody, just angry and mad, but that's not who I am. That's not where I might have come from now, but I'm not there now. And you can't see any residue on me of that. Every time I tell people, they're like, you were a Muslim. Yeah, I was. Was is it. I even have a title to the book, From the Nation to the Kingdom. Remember someone gave me that years ago. Remember that? And I was like, that's right. You got to look at where God is taking you right here and right now. You created to help people, man. You, you guys have so, you, you're created to walk through and have signs, wonders, and miracles follow you to bring the love of God, to change this crazy culture and bring in a powerful kingdom culture, right? We're not going to be confused anymore when we see people up there preaching and they got these charismas and saying, oh, they so anointed. No, that's not the anointing. That's just charisma. It's time to sit down. God's going to start exposing all of that with these, these celebrity preachers, pastors who think they're all so great because they've been preaching for 45 years. And I'm like, there's no anointing on that. Bye. I tell people all the time, I'm on a special diet. I can't eat from everybody. I'm not going to listen to everyone. I don't care if you've been doing it for 50 years. If there's no anointing, bye. Life is too short. Time is of the essence right now where I'm not going to sit here and deal with people and their stuff anymore like that. I, I'm just not. We got it. We got it. We got work to do. We have so many people to help and they need it. And I'll tell you one thing that I'm seeing, too, in, in therapy is when people do come in and they tell me like they're Christian. And the next thing out of their mouth is they say, yeah, and I, I um, use crystals. Yeah. And, and you know what I do is I, I burn my sage, you know, to go all around to get rid of the, the de- evil spirits. And, and I like my uh, salt lamps because that brings peace. And I also like to chant and align with the chakras. And I'm like, what? Oh, oh, one more thing they like to do. They like to hug trees because that's where, you know, they, they won with nature. Are you kidding me? When did it come a time when Christians are putting more faith in crystals, chakras, hugging trees, chanting, than Jesus? Where are we? What is happening? And I try not to be, like, judgmental, but I'm like, I'm judging you. If you're sitting there saying you're a believer... What do you mean sage and crystals? What is a crystal doing? What is a lamp going to give you peace? A lamp? Okay, but no, I call that mess out. I'm like, we're not doing that because what people really need is Jesus. That brings deliverance, hope, healing, uh, um, peace. We got everything we need, right? That's what they need. It's not chants and chakras and crystals and all that stuff. So anyway, I will tell you, just have the character of God. Just allow him to work with you in your character, whatever that is, whatever it could be, because we're all growing. We're all trying to get even deeper in another level, level of revelation. But he just wants to trust us all with what he's given us because more is coming. He wants to do more in us. He wants to do more in TCVC. He wants to do more for the kingdom through us. And we are his hands and his feet. If we got to understand that and if we understand our identity in Christ, then we know nothing is going to stop us. 
So allow that character in you that God is doing the work to bring memories. Because, listen, character will bring good memories. Not having good character is not. Okay, so Father, I just thank you. I thank you for the word. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your character that you are building up in us even stronger, even more. Father, we thank you for what you're going to do. We love you so much. We give you glory and praise and honor in Jesus name. Amen.